if you want to attract better people into your life, be a better person. If you want friends that are healthy, get healthy. If you want friends who are willing to go deep, who are willing to do that kind of work, who are willing to be real, you need to go first. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hello, guys. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the show. I am Rachel. I'll be your friend today. I'll be your your captain on the good ship Lollipop. And we're going to talk about friends. Or more specifically, we're going to talk about the four friends you need to have in your life. I was going to say you need to have to like level up your life or whatever, but this isn't even about leveling up. This is just living a better, happier, more thriving existence. And I really believe that the people you surround yourself with are instrumental in the kind of life that you're living. You know, I've said this a million times. Everyone shares this quote because it's so good, but there's that old expression that you are the combination of the five people that you surround yourself with most. And if you think about it, if you think about your life and where you are, how you act in the world, uh, there's even studies that would show down to how much money you make in a year is really dependent on who's in that inner circle. This isn't about leveling up or like having the next great business or any, that's fantastic and I love that for you, but this is just how do we do life better? How do we feel better? How do we have more joy? How do we get closer to the person that we want to be, I think it's so dependent on who you interact with. The idea for this episode came because I have, in my life, recently adopted a lot of friends who are in their mid to early 20s. I'm 39, I'll be 40 in January, and I have a lot of new dear people in my life who are in their early 20s. And it sort of happens that like you get one person of a certain age or a certain aesthetic or a certain interest and then those friends bring more friends. And so I just have found myself this big sister slash mom slash I dare say sort of this like older, wiser person. And when I first met this crew, I was like, oh yeah, I know kind of what I bring to this table. I'm a mom, obviously, and I feel like I sort of mom this crew. And also, I feel like I've got some wisdom to share. And then shame on me because I definitely loved the energy of the people I was interacting with, but sort of thought like, well, I'm I'm the one who's going to like bring the wisdom into this mix. And I've had a couple of interactions lately where I'm just like, Gen Z, Gen Y, whatever generation that generation is, because I'm not even cool enough to know, they're figuring some shit out. They are doing work that we didn't even know we were supposed to be doing. They are listening to their hearts. They're doing therapy. They're meditating. They're just like, aware and conscious of things that took me into my 30s to get to which means they have this huge head start but also with just such a different perspective than I ever had and I was having coffee with one of my friends yesterday morning he was just dropping mad knowledge and mad like perspective and I was like I am so lucky to have a friend group 
that I didn't anticipate having and that just has wisdom and experience that I don't have. And that is what prompted this idea because I know so many of you long for friends. You want maybe more friends, maybe you want any friends, or you want more intentional friends or better friends or sort of to raise the quality of your inner circle. And I don't think that the knowledge of how to do that just comes naturally. I think it's something that you have to study and ask for and figure out and navigate. And so that's what I wanted to talk about today because when we desire better, stronger, healthier friendships, we also tend to have a perspective of how that friendship is gonna show up. And I have found in my life, if I look at all my close friends, they're not necessarily anything like me. And if I was looking for other, you know, moms of four who live in Austin, Texas, and what, I just feel like my life would be so boring and so lacking in the richness that it has because my friend group is so diverse. So let's talk about the kind of friends that you should be hoping for and aiming for in your life because it might not show up the way that you want it to. All right, so the first kind of friend that I think you should aim to add to your life is someone who is older and wiser. I have a very dear friend who's in her late 50s, early 60s. And I remember telling my friend Asan, who you guys might know, he's my DJ on tour, he's a friend, he's been on the show. I remember years ago telling him about a trip I was about to take with her. And I was like, I don't even know why I was talking about her age, but I was like, oh yeah, when she was in her 40s, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, wait, what do you mean when she was in her 40s? And at the time I'm like, oh yeah, she's she's in her late 50s now. And he was like, you, you have a friend, like is she your aunt? Like, and I'm, no, 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 she's my friend. Wait, how do you have a friend in her that are that's 20 years older than you? And I guess I never really thought that there was anything weird about that until he mentioned it to me. Cause I've just always been the person who would be friends with anyone and friends with everyone. And I think that's probably a great place to start. It's something I've taught my kids since they were little. I literally drop them off at school and I say, be kind, be kind to yourself, be friends with anyone, be kind to everyone. I just feel like life is so much better when you're open to all of it. I never really thought it was weird that I had friends that were older because what I'm looking for in friendship and what I think you should be looking for in friendship is just an alignment of values. If someone aligns with your core values, you can be friends and connect on any other level as long as those things are the same. If we're disconnected on values, it doesn't matter how much we have in common. If those core values of ours are not in sync with each other, there's gonna be real issue. I mean, I think this is also true for romantic relationship, but in terms of friendship, I'm always looking for what's some commonality, and this particular friend of mine is an author. So we can, as authors talk about the business, talk about writing, we're both book nerds. I mean, we could talk forever and never run out of conversation. So to me, it doesn't really matter how much older someone is because we've got aligned values and these things in common. It's why when people ask me, okay, well, how do I, how do I find friends? I'm like, stop thinking that you're gonna find friends just like at, the coffee shop or at school drop-off. I mean, that could be amazing. That might be a great place for you to find somebody. But where I find friends is with shared interests. So if you're really into, you know, playing rec league soccer, well, find friends who play rec league soccer. And if you're really into anime or going to Comic-Con, don't look for a friend at Starbucks, look for a friend who's already doing the thing that you would love to do. And the reason I think it's really important to add a friend who's older and wiser to the mix is because 
just the wealth of information that you can get, the perspective, the person who's been there, done that, experienced more things than you have is so freaking valuable. I do think that the older we get, I hope, the older we get, the less worked up we get over the little things. I mean, in my late 30s, I get so much less worked up than I did in my late 20s than I did in my late teens. But when you're inside of those seasons, they feel the things that you're having anxiety about or the things that are really, really stressful to you, they feel life destroying. And I look back now with a decade of perspective and I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I care what Jill thought of me? Why was that something I was obsessing over? It does not matter. In fact, probably one of the greatest perspectives I have late 30s versus late 20s or early 20s is understanding how wasteful it is to spend energy on people who don't spend energy on you. I think I chased a lot of relationships in my 20s because I so desperately wanted to have friends that I was willing to bend over backwards and pay for everyone's drinks and like do this and do that and show up for people and be a doormat because I so wanted to have a friend group. And so the friend group I had was very warped. And it wasn't like, oh, they're these close friends and then I'm sort of on the outskirts. It was everybody in this friend group has a warped perception of what friendship looks like. And so none of us are doing this well. If I knew enough to understand that, man, if I stopped calling this person, I would literally never hear from them again. Like that, that wasn't even on my radar. And now I would see that as such a massive red flag. So yeah, I think one of the greatest perspectives I could give you if we were friends and I'm older than you is the understanding that you shouldn't chase anything. You shouldn't chase a friend. You shouldn't chase a man. You shouldn't chase a romantic partner. You shouldn't chase it. If it's meant to be for you, it's coming for you. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I had such a scarcity mindset about friendship when I was younger that I didn't know better. And I think if I had had a great friend, I think if I had had a friend who was older who could have said like, hey... Look at, look at the facts. One of my greatest pet peeves in life. Oh, I hate this. And I understand that I hate this because one of my desires as a human and definitely as a friend is intentionality. To me, intentionality means that you are really thoughtful about how you want to show up in a relationship and you are being very intentional with making sure that you're showing up in the right way. On the flip side of that, this is one of my greatest pet peeves in people, and I know I'm working on it because I know I'm a bit too harsh with this, but I hate when people are like, oh my gosh, we should get together. Like, we should hang out. I would love to see you. And I'm like, 
what day? Here are four days that I can do it over the next month. Here's hours of time. Do you wanna do it on a Saturday? Do you wanna do it? I'm intentional. So if we're in some kind of like fledgling relationship where we're talking about taking this friendship to the next level by like hanging out in a different way, or maybe we've hung out many times before and you're like, oh, it's been so long. I miss you. I haven't seen you. I am the person that's like, here's 15 options. I cannot stand people who are so dramatic about wanting to see you, wanting to make plans, whatever, but then they don't actually do anything. And I understand we all have our reasons that maybe in that moment you do want to hang out and be friends, but life gets in the way or life. I just, I, I want my actions to match my words. And so I'm very cautious about people who say one thing, but do another. So I tell this to my kids again and again and again, when it comes to friends and relationships and people in your life, do not listen to their words, pay attention to their actions. Because people can say a lot of things, but do the actions back it up. I feel like too, the friends that I have that are older are also more interested in that intentionality. They're not interested in like the quick, vapid relationship. They're not interested in surface level. I I think across the board, no matter what age my friends are or how I know them, if there is a through line, it's that everybody that I'm friends with is not interested in small talk. They're not interested in like, let's BS and pretend and like, chat about the weather and how they're like, tell me about your soul. Truly, if there's like a a thing that aligns me with everyone that I love and care about, it's that probably within the first four minutes of meeting them, we were having conversations about like our souls and our childhood and what's going on in the earth and what's happening in your heart. Like it's just real. That's what I'm referencing when I say this alignment of values. Like I want someone who wants to talk about inner child work, but also wants to eat pizza and drink beer. There's a really um, beautiful balance there of needing to do both. And I have people in my life that sort of lean one direction or the other, like they're way more spiritual or they're way more like earthy and human and pizza eating, but you have to hold space for both or it's not gonna be that deeper connection that I'm looking for. Having friends that are older, I think is really, really valuable. The second kind of friend that I think you should have, and this is maybe gonna be obvious, is friends that are younger. Friends that are younger. Friends that are younger because they keep you young. I mean, I'm like Amy Poehler in Mean Girls, like, oh, I'm not a regular mom, I'm a cool mom. Like, oh God, you girls keep me young, I love you. My teenagers are some of my favorite people in the entire world. I host a lot of dinners and a lot of get-togethers for their friends. So I'm just trying to, I'm doing that thing where like I try and make my home as open and as fun for all the teenagers to hang out at my house so they're not out doing other things. But I also want to create this space where I hope I'm modeling behavior of what it looks like to be in real conversation. So in the same way that I would do with my friends, that's what I'm doing with teenagers when they come to my house. I'm like, how are you guys? What's going on? You know, how's school? How are we feeling? There's a lot of anxiety I found amongst this group and not just the teens who come to my house, but I think teenagers in general. And I feel like I have a lot of wisdom to share when it comes to anxiety. So giving them tools and tips and like teaching them how to do a gratitude meditation and teaching them how to raise their energy and just all that kind of stuff. So I already was experiencing that with my teens and just sort of feeling like I was getting this different perspective on the world. I also just love that I feel like every subsequent generation is more free, they're more comfortable to be themselves, they're more confident in who they are, and I don't know that you can ever have enough of that in your life, so I love hanging out with that age group. But then, like I said, I've also had this experience lately to have friends that are in their mid to early 20s, 
And I'm not saying every person in their mid to early 20s is this way. But again, going back to attracting people who share values, to find people in this age group that are doing the work, that are really working on their hearts, that are really working on themselves, that are trying to do this work that I really didn't understand until I was 10 years down the road is so inspiring. And I feel like they bring a different perspective than I would have. And frankly, I am the kind of person that's down to hang out with people who are 10, 15, 20 years older than me or however much older. So I think it makes sense that I would find people who are 10 or 15 or 20 years younger than I am who would also share that same mentality. I just think when it comes to age, there's beauty in not locking yourself into the demographic that you come from because there's so many interesting, cool, fun people who are going to change your perspective of the world around you if you're able to see the world through their eyes instead of your own. So highly suggest younger friends. And maybe you're hearing this and you're like, wait, am I supposed to go? Like, how am I finding these people? I'm not suggesting that you're going out to like a club to try and find some, you know, 20-somethings. Though, honestly, if that's your jam, live that life. I am only really talking about this because I'd love to encourage you to be open. To be open. If you're asking the universe for quality relationships in your life, but you are sort of demanding that they show up in a very specific way, that's probably why you're not getting or you're not manifesting what you're longing for. Speaking of manifesting, I feel like this is a great opportunity to just touch on that a little bit. That reminder that we don't attract what we want, we attract what we are. When it comes to the law of attraction, when it comes to manifesting, you do not attract what you want. You attract what you are. On the very first night of tour, I was in Birmingham, Alabama. And I tell this story on stage. So if you came to tour, you, you've heard this one. But I went down to a restaurant. I was staying at a hotel and I went down to this restaurant and I was seated outside on the patio and there were a couple other tables out there. And it just so happened I was sitting close to this other table where these two women were talking. And the way that our tables were set up and the way that they were very loud, I couldn't help but overhear the conversation that they were having. And believe me, I tried very hard to drown it out. Now, I don't know about you, there's negativity in a space, if there's negativity in the room, if there's toxicity, if there's bitterness, if there's anger, I am attuned to that like a live wire. Like I can't not feel it. I find it in a room. I am not trying to seek it out. It's this deeply ingrained in me thing. They could be across the room if someone's angry, upset, having any sort of emotion that I would think of as like dangerous, I'm gonna see it, I'm gonna feel it, I'm gonna find it. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. 
And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, Auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. To explain that, let me take a quick sidestep and talk about empaths. So this is really popular if you look on YouTube or TikTok or Reels or whatever. There's a lot of people who are like, I'm deeply empathic. I can sense emotions. I can read auras. I can do. And yes, 100% same. I am deeply empathic. I feel like every single human being has extrasensory abilities, right? Clairvoyance, clairaudience, you can read someone, you can sense energy, you can vibe it out. I think that those are parts of us. Every single person has them, I think, but we're blocked from that, right? We're not in touch with ourselves or we're taught by our family of origin that those things are made up or they're evil or they're sinful or they're wrong or whatever. But those of us who have this deep empath ability to read energy Yes, it is something that's in you, but often I think that comes from growing up in an environment where you did not feel safe. If you grew up in an environment where you were constantly reading other people's energy to know how to keep yourself safe, right? You had to make sure that daddy wasn't angry. You had to make sure that mama hadn't been drinking. You had to make sure that grandma wasn't going to go off the rails. Like if you grew up in an environment where you were constantly making sure that you were safe, it's why as an adult, you are still doing that. This can be a huge, beautiful gift But also in this situation, it can be a curse because there wasn't anything dangerous to me about these women, but because they were just generating negative energy, I was attuned to it. And I tried everything. I tried praying. I tried imagining like a white light over myself. I tried moving to a different spot on the patio, but I couldn't not hear them. I was like locked in. And I hadn't brought my phone with me. I didn't bring a book. I was just going to have dinner and I like to people watch while I have dinner. And so I had nothing to distract me from this conversation. At some point, I gave up on trying to be distracted and I was like, okay, God, what are you trying to teach me right now? Because these two women were two of the most toxic people I have ever been around and I don't know them at all. They spent an hour and a half just decimating every single person they worked with. I heard about what garbage their husbands were, what garbage their ex-husbands were, how their teenagers didn't ever respect them, how this woman at church said this and this person said that and they were just going, going, going. And the longer I sat there, the more... I came to understand that these two women were salespeople for the same company. Salespeople for the same company, different territories, but they happened to be in town because they were both there like on a work summit or something like that. And when I realized that these two women did not live in the same city, 
but had like found each other at this company, I was like, oh, damn. Well, that's one of the reasons that I'm being shown this right now. It is an incredible reminder that we do not attract what we want in our life. We attract what we are. These women were bitter and toxic. Everything about their life was wrong and hard and bad. And by the way, I'm looking at the handbags they have on, the designer clothes they are wearing. I'm looking at the aesthetic. They had money. They had good jobs. They were eating in this nice restaurant. As far as I could tell, like healthy and everything. Yes, I don't know the backstory and I don't know the context, but I promise you they did not talk about one thing positively. They had a narrative that said everything in life is not going my way. People suck. Life's hard. Everyone's an a-hole. I'm the only person here who understands how to do any. We all know this person, right? It's your aunt. It's your sister. It's that random person at work that you just can't stand to be around their energy just no matter what happens they're complaining about it and they're pissed and life is just this way and they are on their own journey and I'm sending love and light to these people but that is not the point of me telling you about them today the moment that I realized that these were not friends who lived in the same city but two people who work for the same company who had like set time aside so that they could complain about everything together. I was like, oh, damn, you attract what you are. If you want to attract better people into your life, be a better person. If you want friends that are healthy, get healthy. If you want friends who are willing to go deep, who are willing to do that kind of work, who are willing to be real, you need to go first. Maybe it's a romantic relationship and you're like, oh, here's exactly what I want. Here's what I'm asking the universe for, but it's not what you're getting. Do the work on yourself first. One of my friends who, uh, a newer friend of mine is, is single in the last year and like wants to be in a relationship and wants to be in love. But tell me what it is that you want And then ask yourself if you are actually displaying those characteristics. Because you will attract a partner who is on your level. So if you want someone who's at the highest level, who's vibrationally like so much further along than you are, there's one way to get there. And it's to be that person yourself. So I thought it was worth telling you guys like how intentional I am about attracting great people into my life. I do this with friends. Like I did this with my partner. I started, um, gosh, I guess the beginning of 2021 and I wasn't actively seeking to date and definitely not to fall in love and definitely not to have a life partner. But I had written in my journal like, someday if I had a partner, here's who I'd want him to be. And I did that for the exact reason I just told you about. Like I was like, okay, if I know that this is who I want to attract, then I need to make sure that I'm becoming this person to the best of my ability. So I had written this journal entry about like, here's who my partner would be. And I forgot that I wrote this until like six, seven, nine months later after I started dating him. And I randomly was reviewing my journal and found this entry and I was like, I basically crafted this. Like I called my shot and the universe was like, okay, it's bananas. If you know my boyfriend and you read this journal entry, it's bananas how how much he is this thing. So that being said, wanting great new friends in my life, always, always wanting to attract great new energy and elevate my circle, I call my shot with friends in the same way that I call my shot for that romantic relationship. In the same way that I call my shot with what I want to do with my career and where I want to go and how I want to show up as a mom, you have to call your shot. I know it feels scary because it's like if you admit to yourself what you're hoping for or what you want, then you're also aware if it doesn't happen. 
we're heading somewhere, guys. Right now in your life, you're moving toward something. It's impossible for you not to be moving toward something. Whether that's forward or backwards, side to side, getting lost, whatever it is, you're constantly in motion. So if you're constantly in motion and you're constantly moving towards something, by God, aim at something you want. You might not get there, but I promise you, you're going to get somewhere so much better than where you are right now. And when you get to that place that's so much better, then you can dream again and call a new shot. But at least ask for what you want so you can be aware when you see it. Like when you see it out in the world, you're like, holy crap, I think this might be the dream job that I described in my journal. And it's not at all what I thought I'd be doing, but it checks every single box that I wrote down. So that's the intention behind calling your shot with friends. So I went back to my old journal. I'm in a new journal, but this is my old one. And this is from July 20th. So this was this summer. And I've done this many times. I do this probably every six months because I just want to make sure that I know what it is I'm hoping for because it adjusts and changes slightly based on the season that I'm inside of. And I feel like if I keep coming back to what it is I want to do and who I want to be and how I want to show up and what I'm hoping to attract, I can just be aware when it happens. So I wrote on July 20th what I was hoping for in friends, what I was looking for in friends. So I wrote a good person, kind, humble, but confident, better than I am at things, and teaches and elevates my knowledge about those things, but also excited to learn from me too. They are a seeker. They want more knowledge, more information, and more good people in their circle, and they work to become what they want to attract. They're fun. They're up for adventure. They are successful on their own. They don't need me for money or access because that has happened a lot in the last few years where I thought someone wanted to be my friend and they wanted something else. They have vibrant energy. They're healthy in their spirit. They're joyful and they love life. That's what I asked the universe for in Friends. And you'll know I didn't say what they look like, what they do for a living, how much money they make, what age they are, where they live in the world, none of it. I was specific about the content of their character. And hopefully that I was finding someone who shared my values. And what I find so amazing is this was July And I've just truly added so many great new people to my life. In part, one, because I'm trying to be that kind of person. But I think also because I know what I'm looking for. And more important than knowing what I'm looking for, knowing what I'm not looking for. So I've met so many people in the last six months. But if this is my intention... It doesn't matter how like badass someone is and like, oh my gosh, they've built this massive company and they're this person and they do these cool things and blah, blah, blah. I can get along with that person. I'm so grateful that I met them, but it's not gonna be the connection I'm looking for unless it's ticking these boxes. There was a time in my life where I wanted to meet the people who like had built the massive company and done those things and whatever because That's where I was. I wasn't at such a deep level with wanting the connection that I want to have. So yeah, I wanted to read that to you guys because I thought it might be helpful if you hear how specific I am with what I'm looking for. And I can look around my longtime friends and they align with those values. And I can look around new friends and new, you know, collaborators in my world and they align with those values. It's also just really telling if someone doesn't doesn't mean that they're bad or wrong or that I'm better or they're, no, it just means, you know what? That's not what I want to put my energy into. 
because you only have so much energy in your day. Nobody who listens to this podcast is just like sitting around all day eating bonbons. Every single person in this community has dreams and goals and responsibilities and things they're working on. Some of you have kids. Some of you are in school. You've got a job. You've got a life. You're trying to build something. This isn't fourth grade where the only thing you needed to do in life was like get along in your classroom and have friends. We have much fuller, bigger lives. So you have less energy to give to the curation and the fulfillment of relationships. And if you have less energy, you don't want to use all that energy up chasing 15 different people who are not right for you anyway. Ideally, you want to use your energy on a select group of people who really align and share the same beliefs that you do about what friendships look like. I have some new friends. They're like acquaintances that I had known but recently have gotten to be a lot closer. And I asked the other day, we had hung out, we had such a fun night, and then I sent a text the next day and I was like, hey, what's your love language? And she was like, what? I'm like, what's your love language? I really want to know. Like, I know this about all my friends. I know for my kids. I know. And she was like, wow, I've never thought about love language for friends. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to know the love language of anybody in my life, whether that's my romantic partner or someone at work, because I want you to feel loved. And if you're my new friend, I want to know what's going to make you feel the most love. It's like such a like hack to move to the next place in a relationship is to say like I see you and I know how to show up for you in a way that is the best it can possibly be so she was like oh thank you like this is my love language what's yours that ended up being a great conversation that we got to have but I am that intentional with friendships and I don't have endless time and energy so I really it's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. We only want to be in relationships with people who are equally as intentional. Okay, we've talked about the two kinds of friends that you want to add. We've talked about some different ways that you can manifest that. That looks like calling your shot. That looks like becoming the kind of person that you want to attract into your life. That looks like intentionality and from the very beginning, setting up time to like, hang out with someone, go deeper, have a real conversation, have a real connection. At least for me, that's what friendship looks like. But there are a couple other friends that I think it's worth mentioning that you should aim to attract. So I said someone older, someone younger. The next is someone who is in the same season of life that you're in. This is vital. This is so important to have someone who's on some level in the same place that you're in so they can understand and commiserate and support you and hype you up and you could do the same for them. The best example I have of this is for parents having other friends who are a parent of the same age group is clutch. When you have a newborn, oh, you better have a mom friend who's a, who has a newborn. When you are in your second year of college, you better have a friend who's a sophomore in college. When you are, you know, a new entrepreneur, you're only two years into the business, you better have an entrepreneur who's at the same place. Because that connection about the hard stuff is so freaking key. Like I think a lot of times when it comes to sort of how to be successful, we hope to attract people into our lives who are more successful than us. And I think that's fantastic because they can give you wisdom and insight and knowledge that you wouldn't have otherwise. But 
damn, there is some power in coming up together. There is some real energy in we are all in the suck right now, but also on the other side of this will be sort of this incredible bond because we know what it felt like to go through this process together. So finding people who are at a similar place that you are in whatever season, especially if it's season that feels like a bit of a struggle. And the great news for this is there, this is where you pull in a club, an organization, you sign up for mommy and me yoga for newborns. You go to places where you know people in that season are gonna be at. And by the way, I forgot to say this, it's highly possible that there's like a Venn diagram of a friend who checks more than one of these boxes. Like extra credit if they're younger than you, but also in the same season. And so you're sort of getting a two for one. I'm not, you don't have to add individual people to your circle. You can add people who do a lot of different things and check a lot of different boxes. And how lucky are you to get to have a friend like that? So finding someone who's in the same season as you is really important. And I think this is probably the easiest one on the list because there's so many groups, organizations, clubs that you can join for the season you're inside of. The last friend that I think you should really consider adding is someone who is further along your path. So if you notice, in these things, it's like older, younger, same season, different season. So it's the balance of both sides of things. The incredible solidarity and magic and faith and hope inside of a relationship with someone who is further along the path that you want to walk down, oh my gosh, is such a gift because the people in your life, your friends, your family, your partner can be like, it's going to be okay. I know it's really hard for you to start this new business. I know it feels really hard, but I promise it's going to be okay. That's so nice and that's so comforting. But if they haven't gone down your path, if they've never started a business, if they've never been in your spot, it falls a little short because you're like, you're saying that because you love me, but you don't actually know. But when someone actually knows... Let's go back to the parenting example. When you're dealing with a newborn and you've got a friend with a five-year-old, that's gold. When you're in your first year of owning a business and you get to have a mentor who's 15 years down the road, it's worth everything. So seeking out both, oh my gosh, is so, oh, it's just fantastic. And I say this and I use this as an example because I think a lot of times we call this a mentor, but a mentor just feels like weighty and intense and like, how do I find a mentor and how do I ask someone and it's got to be this formal thing and whatever. But if you're just looking for a friend, if it doesn't have to be this like bigger, crazy thing, well, and in fact, I think a friendship is so much better because mentorship, menteeship, there's almost a sort of an exchange there or like a currency there or something. It's like a, it's like you're wanting something or you're needing something. And a friendship I think is beautiful because it's more of a communal relationship instead of an ask. You're both contributing to the energy of what this is as friends instead of you kind of being in a position of asking for help or asking for guidance. Mentors are incredible, but I just don't know that they're as easy to find as someone that you can connect with over values and that you can be a friend to and that you can pour into in your own way. Even if you can't give them advice on business, I promise that there's something that you can add to their life that brings value. It's why, if you notice when I was writing in my journal about the kind of friend I wanted, I want someone that I can learn from and grow from, but then I want to attract people who are looking for that from me as well. So it's a communal thing. We're creating something together. It's not this like pariah relationship where I'm wanting something from them or they're wanting something from me and there's no way to kind of balance that out. I just feel like that always seems a bit off. But if we're both in this because we love each other and because we want to support each other in our growth, incredible. So someone older, 
someone younger, someone in the same season, someone further along your path. And then just making sure that you're aligned on those values and that you're speaking the same language. You're speaking with someone who gets the stuff that you're into. When you go off on a geeky tangent about this thing in your life that you really love, this friend doesn't bat an eyelash because they love it too. They know this world. They're speaking your language. It's like someone telling you, I see you. I see you. And I'm here for you, for who you really are. Because we have something in common and I love this thing about you because I love this thing about me and together we're greater than the sum of our parts. If you don't feel like you have a really strong friendship circle, just start with one. Start with adding one great new person to your life. But remember, you're not going to attract what you want. You're going to attract what you are. I think the easiest way to grow your circle is to open your heart to the possibility of who the universe is going to send your way and to work on yourself. That's, that's it. Seems really simple, but I have found that this is what works for me again and again and again. All right, guys, those are my ideas for today. I hope that you found them helpful. Maybe you send this to a new friend or maybe you send this to someone that you think needs to hear this episode. I would love it if you're still with me and you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please subscribe. You're, you're hanging out this long. There must have been something inside of it that you dug. I am back several times a week with new episodes and new content and that way you will never miss a conversation. I'll be back soon with more. And until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.